Hey, welcome to Los Angeles EXP, and uh, today I want to talk to you about this whole coronavirus, this whole pandemic that's going on, and it's affecting this whole world. And um, I want to shed some light to the situation, some truth to it. Now, shedding light doesn't always mean that it's going to be amazing and great. Shedding light to something shows it for its true colors, for its true, for its trueness. And when I when I bring you this this light, this good news, is the same way the gospel is. You see, the gospel is the good news for humanity. And this coronavirus, there are some people that that don't want to accept the truth. And for those people, then the reality is, the reality for you is that everything is pretty pretty messed up. But to those who who want the truth and who seek the truth, then this is good news. So first of all, I just want to kind of go over how, from my perspective, from my how it's affecting my life. And, and I work for the Los Angeles Unified School District. And um, it's, and they, they closed the schools down for two weeks. But we recently got notice that the schools are going to be closed until May 1st. So I'm off right now. So I don't know if I'm going to be getting paid or, or what's, the, what's the whole deal with that. I'm not worried about money. I'm not worried about what's going to happen to me in particular. But that's what's happening right now in my life. What I'm more um, concerned about is how can I serve my Lord and Savior? Like, I pray all the time and I'm, I'm patient. I, I try not to make a move without knowing what he wants me to do. And I, I try, like, through the Holy Spirit, I try to listen to the Holy Spirit. And um, sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes the enemy likes to deceive. He likes to um, pretend like he's God and pretend like he's the Holy Spirit. So I have to be really careful sometimes. Sometimes... <clears throat> It talks to me and it tells me things that aren't true or that isn't from from God. So it is my job to to know how to discern right from wrong, the truth from from being deceived. And right now, <clears throat> in this time right now, the spirit of Antichrist is really heavy on is really heavy on the earth in multiple ways. One way that the Antichrist is working right now that it bothers me is the way that girls, in particular, they like to show their body as a sex symbol. They like to get on Instagram and shake their ass, shake their butts to thousands of people looking at them. They like to wear clothes that's very revealing. They like to... And it's not just that, but they, they go another step further than that. They get fake, fake 
like fake fake butt injections to make their butt look bigger or make it bigger they get breast implants to make their breast bigger and and what for like what's the purpose like if you're honestly being real with yourself what's the purpose of that what's the purpose of getting a bigger butt what's the purpose of making your boobs bigger are you telling me that that God made a mistake with you and God um, gave you the wrong butt? He gave you the wrong boobs? Because if that's the case, then that's really disrespectful to God. Like you're saying God made a mistake and I need to fix it for myself because he doesn't know that I need a bigger butt or, or I need bigger boobs for whatever the reason it is that, th that they say it's for. And nowadays, like... It's gotten like so out of hand. Like they even do it to their lips, to their face, to their stomachs. Um, they remove hair from themselves like permanently. Um, you know, this is a very um, sensitive topic that I'm going over right now, but it, it, it's been bothering me lately. So I just want to put it out there that the spirit of Antichrist is very deceiving right now. And it's very like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's been bugging me a lot. And I've been praying and I've been, um, I've been patient with the Lord for what he wants me to do and what he wants me to put out there. And he's been, he's been telling me to be patient, to be patient, that he's working, that he's working let him work and that's what I've been doing I've been stepping back and letting him work but I've gotten to the point where I feel frustrated because I feel like I want to do something about it I want to do something to help I want to I want to you know do a business idea so that I can promote his kingdom or, or like this podcast I want to advertise or I want to make it big so more people can hear it but i get the same thing all the time he's always telling me to be patient that everything is in his hands that what he has planned for me is like he has it it's in his hands i already did everything that i could like to receive it now it's his turn to give it to me in a sense like if it's an idea or something like He's going to give it to me. I don't have to go seeking for it. I've already done my part. I've already seeked for him. <laughs> but anyways, I got a little off the topic. So I want to stick to the coronavirus. And, and the, the sense that I got off topic is because in this period of time, you need to seek the Lord. You need to 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 pray to to see what he wants you need to put him first just like king david did in his life i don't know if you know his whole story but he was just a shepherd boy who who would look after the sheep and he had multiple brothers and the prophet prophet samuel god told him that there's a, a he's going to remove a king um the king that was in power at that time to to put another king because that king had got corrupted so 
God told Samuel that the new king is in uh, David's family, and David has a lot of brothers. So when Samuel went, um, he went to David's house, and all his brothers were called to line up, you know, to to get uh, to see who was going to be the next king. And the prophet Samuel was looking at all of them, and he was like, "Oh, this is the king is definitely gonna come from one of these guys, because his brothers were tall. They were like they they were handsome. They 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 looked like they were kings, like they they could fit the role. But David wasn't called to to like to be presented for Samuel because David was a skinny skinny little boy, and he was just a shepherd boy. He was like." Like the rut of the family But Oh anyways So Samuel went And um, He was looking at all his brothers And, and one by one the, the Holy Spirit would tell Samuel This is not the one This is not the one And And, and Samuel was like Okay maybe this one's the one Okay no wait Okay well maybe this one's the one so anyways, he, he ended up going through all his brothers, and none of them, the Holy Spirit didn't tell any of that, that any of them were worthy. So you could only imagine that he would be confused, like, how could this be? The Holy Spirit, like God's homie, the king would come from here. So he went to his father, to the father of, of David, and he was like, do you not have any more sons? And he was like, yeah, I have one more, but he's just a shepherd boy. Like, he's over there attending the sheep. Because they didn't think he, he would be fit for to be king. So he went, and um, turns out that he was the one. He was the chosen one. And what made him chosen wasn't anything about him. None of his features made him worthy to be a king in the sense of, it was not anything he can do to be worthy. The only thing that made him worthy was he always put God first. Like, he had a sense of humility inside of him. And he always put God first in everything. And that made him worthy because he was meant to lead. Because he knew who ruled in his life. He knew the reality that that this life that we have is nothing it's borrowed like even the body that we have is borrowed like because when we die the body stays on earth and it goes back to dust so even the body that we have is not ours we live on an earth that is not ours we are experiencing time that is not our time god created time he didn't give it to us he let us borrow it so in a sense, we lived on borrowed time in a borrowed body. <clears throat> That's why it's very important to know the truth. And the truth is, God is in control of everything. But nowadays, people think they're in control. They think that they're in control of their lives. They think that um, everything they do in life, like they're the ones that are truly in control. They think that if I do this... I can please God. If I do that, I know I'm doing good by God. 
But the only way you can do good by God is by putting him first and realizing, coming to a sense of humility that he's the one in charge. If he doesn't tell you to make a business, don't do it. If he doesn't tell you to to go in this direction, don't go in that direction. He does give you free will and he gives you the, um, the choice to listen to him or not. But the thing about David is he always put God first and he didn't move without God. The point is, like, this whole coronavirus, like... It's a blessing. It should it should help millions of people realize this. That is what I feel the Lord wants to like put in people's mind. Like, yo, like, there's no amount of money that can stop this. There's no amount of anything that can stop this. God was one little sickness. Closed down all the theaters, all your sports arenas. He... He, he shut it down. He has you in their house right now. Like, that, and that's good news. Like, God is, God is speaking. God is speaking right now. And he speaks through, through, through signs and things like this. And some people might be offended. Like, why would God do something like this? Why would God kill people? Why would God, uh, um, you know, why would God do this? And it all goes back to, this is not even your body. Like, why are you valuing your own life as if it's yours? How do you know that God, all the people that are dying aren't going to heaven and are experiencing their real life? What if he's giving them life? You don't know. I feel like, from my point of view, from, from, from the Holy Spirit, that this is beautiful what's happening, like... Normally, normally I, I like to stay home. I like to be home and I like to like, I don't like to go out that much. So this is a blessing for me. Like, I like to be home. I don't really like going out much. But I have got to the point where I'm frustrated because I want to know what to do for the Lord or, or what direction I should be moving in. And I fast and I pray and I get the same answer all the time. So, I should just be patient and understand. And if it's my time to be patient, then it's my time to be patient. But the good news is, I want you to see the, the reality of things. And the reality is, one, this is not your body. Like, the body you live in is not yours. Two, this is not your life. This life you're living right now is not yours. And I, I just felt like somebody got offended. And yes, this life is not yours. And um, God did put us here to have dominion over this earth. But God has a plan. Like his plan. I'm going to go deep right now. Because I've, I've read the whole Bible. I've, I've learned the whole Bible. And I'm going to tell you from my point of view, from what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, what his plan is. His plan is to destroy evil, to destroy sin for good. So he's letting all this happen. He's letting people die. He's let Everything is happening under his watch. 
and he's a perfect God. Like, don't get it twisted. Don't think he's not in control. Don't think because all this bad stuff is happening that he's not in control. His ultimate goal is to destroy sin. Is to um, is to um, destroy sin forever. And you might be like, well, if he's God, why doesn't he just do it? And the reality is he could do it. If he really wanted to, he could. But he gave us the gift of life. And me and you are going to live forever. So here's, here's the thing. If he just decided to, to go do away with sin, those people who have been consumed by sin will go to a place called hell because you're a spirit and spirits don't die but what he wants to do is he wants to show the whole universe his angels everyone everything that's alive that sin is not good that he is the only one who gets to decide what's right from wrong because we don't know and we need to trust in his um wisdom so his ultimate goal is to do away with sin and he has a plan for it we might not be able to see it or understand it in our three three pound brain that we carry but god is doing all this for a bigger purpose bigger than you bigger than me bigger than your family bigger than everything Bigger than everything on this earth. Because it's not just for this earth. It's for everyone in the heavenly places. All those those fallen angels. It's for a way bigger purpose. And stuff like this has to happen to his children. Because he loves you. He ultimately wants everyone to choose righteousness. And, and not go away from sin. But it's hard. And he has a plan for it, so we just had to trust it. So anyways, like I was saying, the good news is... The good news, like, what you need to realize from this good news is, one, that you're, this, this this body is not yours. This life is not yours. That That's one and two. Three, the time that you're living in, God created time. Time is his property. So time is not yours. The, the things you choose to do with time, if, if it's not like for God, like you're doing injustice like for him, like you're not serving him, you're not you're not doing anything good because time is his. But we live under grace and we live in a time where I can't judge you, I can't. I'm just giving you the facts. And um, yeah, those three things, if you realize that this life is not yours, this body's not yours, this time is not yours, and that for ultimately God is in control of everything, and you surrender to Him, and you realize these four things, I think you can come out of this safe, unharmed, and prepared to work for him because God right now let me tell you in the book of Exodus which 
the book of Exodus is a story of Moses. In the book of Moses, um, Moses was supposed to free the people from Egypt because Egypt, the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he was using all God's people, which the ones who believe in the true God, the real God, which is the God of the Bible, he mistreated those people. He had them as slaves and he had them building all his things. So Moses was supposed to rescue those people. And in the process of rescuing them, I'm going to skip, skip, skip forward to the point where God was, God, Moses. So, okay, so <laughs> God told Moses, free my people. But Moses was a warrior. He was in charge of like, back when he was in, in, a, in Egypt, that's what he, he was. That's what he was good at. So he thought, well, if God's calling me to uh, to free the people and I'm good at war, maybe God wants me to bring war upon Egypt. But that's not what God was saying. God didn't tell him to get your people and fight against the Egyptians. He misinterpreted it because he wasn't listening to God. He was just doing what God, what he thought what he thought God wanted him to do. So he he went and he, he did war with them. And he was trying to free his people. And keep in mind, his intentions were, were good, you know. He wanted to free the people. He didn't know how, so he just did what he was good at. But this is back to the point where I bring you to. You have to put God first. You have to listen to him. You have to give him time to respond to you. You have to be patient. You have to, like... God wants to know if you're capable of listening to him, if you're capable of being patient enough, if you're capable to be his um, his a leader for him. So, in this point, he wasn't he wasn't a good leader because he did what he thought he was supposed to do. He wasn't asking God, "How do I take him out? How do I rescue them?" He wasn't doing none of that. He did what he thought was what he was supposed to do. And since he was a great warrior, he just did what he was good at. And he, he, like I said, he just didn't put God first at that point. So God, he was like, you know what? Moses, if you're going to do this the way you want to do it, you're never going to free these people. So I want you to sit still and just watch what I'm going to do. And, and then that's when God started bringing all the plagues. And the last plague, which were, which is where it connects to the coronavirus, is what's called the Passover. So the Passover, God was going to send an angel to kill all the firstborns of like the whole land of Egypt. And um, the only way you can get saved from this plague was if you got a lamb... God told this to Moses. He said, get a lamb, um, sacrifice it, and get the blood of that lamb and, and, and put it on the door, like on the door of your house. And the angel's going to come by, and if he sees the blood of the lamb on your door, 
the angel's going to know not to enter and not to kill your firstborn. So that kind of applies to today. Like, if you're not saved, like, if you don't have the blood of Jesus in your life right now, you are in great harm. The angel can come into your house with legal rights and take you out. But <laughs> if you if you are saved, then this plague has no legal rights over you. So if you're interested of being saved and being protected from this plague, you know, I would recommend you to get baptized in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, and uh, repent of your sins, repent of your sinful ways, put God first. And you should be good Like God needs people like you If you choose to do that He needs more people That That are baptized That are seeking his way And that are obedient So that's the good news That I bring to you So The message that I also want to bring out Is what happened after the plague So after the plague you know, there was a lot of promotion going on from the his people. He took them out of Egypt and he he, he took them to um he took them out of Egypt and, and they were promoted in a way and that's what's gonna happen now and that's what the Holy Spirit has revealed to me. I believe that if we um honestly pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, we put Him first, and we repent, God will take this coronavirus away by the Passover, by Easter time. That is what the Holy Spirit has been revealing to me. So, I encourage you all to pray, to repent of your sins, to... Put God first in everything you do. And if enough people have come to the realization of this, I feel like from what I'm seeing, it could all be done by the Passover, by the Easter time, which is very rare. And it would be such a coincidence that it's like not even funny. It's like, like how, how can you... How can you put this together, like, if it were to happen? Like, if enough people were to come together and pray, and if it were to go away by the Passover, like... I'm not saying things are going to get better. Things might get really, really bad in April. But if we pray, it could all go away just like that after, after the real Passover. So that's the news, the good news that I bring to you. About this coronavirus. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this. I hope that it, it, sh it, it sheds light to the situation. And it brings truth. And it, it shows you what you should do. What you should be doing. How you should live your life. Like, And um, I hope that you get promoted in the kingdom of, of, of God. I hope that he gives you a, a kingdom 
like he did to David or or make you a leader of a lot of people like he did for Moses like and I want you to understand that it is nothing about you it's all about how humble can you get and how how willing are you to put God first that's a secret so thank you again for listening and uh, I just want to leave on the note of if you do not have the blood of Jesus I highly highly recommend you to get baptized in the name of Jesus in these hard times I highly recommend it because let's say you die tomorrow let's say you get the coronavirus it's, there's not a 100% chance that you you can you can avoid it or you can um, survive it but if I were you I would get baptized in the name of Jesus to get remission of your sins put God first repent of all your ways which is another word you're changing the way you live life changing your heart of, of how you see things loving um, God's way which is the righteous way trying to live a holy life and you'll never achieve living a holy life but if you put that in your first priority like God is faithful and he'll be faithful to you and he'll he'll be with you so all I'm asking you is to have a relationship with God and the way I just described it is how to do it and um, I pray for you my friend that if you're not saved I hope and pray that that you do get saved and I'm very grateful for your for your time for you to listen to this message I love you and if you have anything like if you want to message me go ahead um, I'm currently working on a website called prayer team so um, I feel like Prayer is very important in life, and prayer is very powerful, so I want to bring exposure to that, and as uh, the website gets going, I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated on it if you keep listening, so thank you again, and I appreciate your, your time, and see you on the next episode.